Hey, welcome world travelers and fellow adventurers to the Tales of a Traveler podcast. It's me, your host, Stacey Utek. My greatest joy is traveling and exploring the world with people that I love. I have been to 63 countries and have a bunch of stories to share with you. So thanks so much for joining me as I venture down memory lane and share with you the tales of my adventures from around the world. Hey, welcome back, Adventure Squad. Wow, you made it to episode numero dos. Thank you so much for tuning back in. Um, Today is an exciting day because we have our very first caller. Can you believe this? I didn't even know you could accept phone calls on a podcast, but you can't. So um, let me uh, get my caller on the line here. Beep, boop, bop. Oh, hello, caller. What is your name and where are you calling from? Uh, hi, my name is uh, Josh, and I'm calling from uh, Montana. Oh, Josh, thank you so much for calling in. Uh, what, is your, what is your question? Uh, yeah, I was wondering, um, what is the first country that you ever traveled to? It seems like you've traveled a lot, but what was the very first country you traveled to? Oh, thank you so much for that insightful question. You must be incredibly intelligent. Uh, The first country I ever went to was India. Well, I would love to hear more about that experience. I'd also like to ask you one more question, if that's not too troublesome. Oh, yes, of course. What's your other question? Um, Are you single? (laughs) Well, that's so flattering. Thank you for asking. Yes, I am single. Well, why do you think that is? Probably because I make up fake phone calls and fictitious men uh, to launch my second podcast episode. Oh, thank you so much for calling in, Josh, non-Josh, non-human Josh. (laughs) Okay, well, if you're still listening, oh dear, please don't press stop. Um, I am talking today about the very first trip that I ever went on to, drumroll please, oh, we already heard, India. Yes. So here's how that happened. Um, I was 14 years old when I saw a video of Calcutta, India. And I all I remember was seeing that video and it was like my heart leapt out of my chest and landed onto the floor. Um, and I remember going home and telling my parents, I want to go to India And they basically said, hey, if you do the research and if you find like an organization that will take you uh, on a trip, then we, you know, our answer is yes. And so I did some research. I found an organization called Teen Missions that took groups of teenagers all around the world and they had a trip going to India. So I signed up, got accepted and raised the money and I went. Um, and what I didn't know was obviously what a crazy experience that would be as a 15 year old. I think I felt very old as a 15 year old, but now looking back, I was like, I was just a kid, (laughs) but my parents drove me to Chicago, put me on a bus that went down to Florida. I spent two weeks at what could essentially be seen as a boot camp. Um, We'd get up every day. They'd run us on obstacle courses. We'd have meetings under this huge circus tent and they would just like get us ready and prepped. Probably because you're dealing with hundreds of like plush teenagers who have never done a thing in their life besides like watch TV and hang out with their friends. Um, So I can appreciate it on some level. It was a little intense, (laughs) but um, 
yeah, we did this two-week boot camp, and then they sent us to India. And, I mean, this was back in 1997. So this is, like, when planes maybe showed one movie. It was probably, like, a 35-hour trip. I have never been on a, a, a plane this long. And then we land in India, and we take a over 30-hour train ride across the country. One memory I was thinking of um, this morning was, I mean, this I remember getting off the plane and India is like going from zero to a thousand. It's not like going to Europe for your first experience overseas. It's like you get off the plane and there's a distinct odor. It is chaotic. It is hotter than Hades. Like I've never experienced heat like I've experienced in India. And you only know what I'm talking about if you've been to India. <laughs> um, just overwhelming to the senses. And uh, I remember getting off the plane, and I still remember some of the images as I first encountered this country. It was wild. And then when we got to the train station, I remembered we, you know, put all of our bags in the middle, and there was a, a strike going on um, at the time. And so our train, which we were supposed to leave at a certain time, I mean, we probably sat in that train station for probably 18 or 19 hours waiting for this train because there were people just gathering on the train tracks, stopping trains because they were on strike. Um, and I remember these kids coming up to us and shaking our hands and the policemen came with their like batons and they were batting the children away. And we were like, it's fine. They can come say hi. Well, we found out later that they had put this stuff on their hands, like this substance. I don't even know what it is that when we inhaled it, it would put us to sleep so that they could steal our things. <laughs> and that's why the policemen came and were batting them away. Um, and so, of course, like these crazy things I had never, ever experienced before. Um, so anyway, we get on the train and it's just these bunks, like we're in probably like fifth class and we're sleeping through the night and everything's piled up. And, um, this story is actually really tragic and sad and, but it is a part of my story. So I wanted to share it. Uh, there was a guy on our team who, you know, in the, the trains in India, they don't have doors. They just have bars, no windows, just bars. And he and some of the guys on the team were um, kind of fooling around and, like, hanging off um, the train and trying to, like, sink down and get as close to the ground as they could. And he ended up losing his balance and falling off the train. And I just remembered my teammates running up and being like, Raja fell off the train. Long story short, they ended up somehow stopping the train and backing it up a couple of miles. And our leaders all got off except for one. And they spent the night looking for him and didn't find him till morning, but he he died on impact. And I remember the morning we found out and his brother was on our team and I just remember we just cried. And, it, you know, I had seen my, my grandpa die when I was eight. Um, I had not had any other experience with a peer dying. And so it was grief like I haven't experienced before and confusion and... Um, really difficult on our entire team for obvious reasons. Um, but I'll never forget that. And I'll never forget what it meant for us to like rally around each other as a team and for them, my leaders to have to like travel back with, um, with his body and, um, just really adult things that I wasn't ready to experience, but I did. Um, but <clears throat> that had happened. And then we continued through the summer, excuse me. And, you know, all summer, what we were there for was to help build the foundation for an orphanage, which 
any Indian local person could have done it way faster than we could. (laughs) We were mixing cement by hand and it was very physical work. I think I lost about 30 pounds that summer doing that work and it was hot and it was difficult. Um, But that was also the summer where I remember meeting the Lord for the first time in a very personal way. I remember I was sitting in a tent, a little yellow tent, looking up at the palm trees, and I remembered the Lord meeting me. Now, I had I had grown up in a Christian home, and I knew about God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, um, but I had never really experienced Him in a very, very personal way. And I remember Him meeting me, meeting me there, and I remembered making a commitment in my heart that I would always follow Him with my life. And it felt very intimate and very close, and I remember that marking me and being a very significant part of my journey. And so those were some pretty significant events that happened that summer. Um, I remembered coming home and not knowing how to relate to my peers because I felt like I had been through this crazy experience and had grown up a lot. Um, but I'm so thankful for that summer. It was difficult in so many ways, emotionally, physically. Um, but it also was, like I said, very marking. And so I'm thankful. And so... I just wanted to share that story as one of the first, you know, one of my first episodes because it was the first time I ever went overseas that felt incredibly significant for me. So with that said, you know, I wanted to share that story and then I wanted to bring on a surprise, some surprise guests. And so I am going to call my mom and dad because... I still am in wonder that they let me go to India when I was 15 years old. I mean, imagine parents out there of teenage kids letting your child, you know, go with some random organization, people you don't know, to a crazy country all the way in Asia. But that's what my parents did for me. And I'm super grateful. So I'm going to bring them on. I'm actually not telling them that I'm calling them. I'm going to surprise them. So let's see how this goes. You ready? Dad. Hi, honey. Hi. Well, what's new? I well, I'm here to tell you something. What? Okay. What? Okay. Well, remember how I was I was telling you I have a podcast now? Yes. You're on my podcast right now. No. No. (laughs) I didn't even comb my hair. No, don't worry. It's not on video. It's just audio. Oh, good. Okay, but you know why I'm bringing you onto my podcast today? I can't imagine. You're, no. Well, you're fir- my first guest, number one. Oh, <laughs> wow. So it, it is an honor. Um, you know, my first podcast, I'm talking about India. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. when I first went to India, and I was talking about how I felt like I was old, but I was only 15 when I went, mm-hmm. which is pretty young. So I wanted to get your take on why you let me go to India when I was 15 years old. Probably because I remembered how my dad was very adventuresome and he would hitchhike across the country when he was very young and uh, in his in his 20s. Well, he was in his 20s. Yeah, but uh, I thought this would be a good growing experience for you. I really didn't know how challenging it would be. Yeah. Uh, Maybe talk I, a little louder, Dad, so I can oh, get sure. you on my... Yeah, yeah get closer. Get closer. You can even hold it. There you go. Yeah. Okay, okay so your dad and, hitchhiked across America. Yeah. And, and I think we we just felt like uh, 
this would be a great experience for you to, to mature your, your, yourself. Uh, we, we loved the idea of missions, and, uh, but we didn't realize how uh, rustic you'd be put into a situation, uh, how uh, difficult it would be for you, but you really thrived on that. Um, I, I thought it was pretty interesting when we took you down to Chicago, and that's where you're supposed to pick up a bus, and then they were going to drive you down there. And I had no idea what the, what the condition of the bus was, but it looked like a World War II bus <laughs> with fold-down uh, cots, bunks, and you were going to sleep on the way, and they just drove you through 24 hours or whatever. I, I, I thought, well, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> you know, you, you normally go to O'Hare Airport to, to fly out. This is where you met a bus. So I remember on that bus. Part. I remember that bus, and it it was the worst, and there was no air conditioning. And they had these bunks that came down from the ceiling of the bus, and we just, I didn't have a pillow, I didn't have any blankets, I just slept on this scratchy mattress. It was kind of the worst. Right, right. And then, yeah, go ahead. On my part, I saw how passionate you were about it. You had seen a movie. I asked you what even gave you the idea. And you had seen a movie about India and just felt a real calling to go there. And I don't know. It was just like we didn't talk long about it. No, no. It seemed the the, the decision was obvious. Right. And as I heard from you later, it was life-changing. Yeah. So... It was probably a good decision. And then we really appreciated the videos that they made of your boot camp. Because I had no idea what you were going to go through in boot camp. And I I thought it was pretty funny watching you trying to swing across a mud hole, uh, (laughs) trying to hang onto a rope, and you didn't seem to make it half the time. No. So you you, you fell in the mud hole. You were just, uh, but that was a good place in Florida to be wet, so... (laughs) To be honest, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Mm-hmm. I yeah. didn't know anything about boot camp. They made us get up at like 5.30 in the morning and do an obstacle course. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. crazy. I felt like I was in the army and I was 15 <laughs> years old. Yeah. It was crazy. Well, I, like you said, I think it changed you a lot. You grew up a lot there. Yeah. You saw the value of, of things that had value and the things that did not. Yeah. So. It reminded me of your five-day clubs. Yeah. When you went to sleep. In, in what way? In, uh, in tents, out in oh, the fields. Oh, in the training camp. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It makes it yeah. sound like you guys raised me in this, like, in the, the middle of the country and made me yeah. get up every day and milk the cows. It's not true. That's I had right. a great childhood. That, that, that was pretty close to that. <laughs> but you know what? I was thinking, too, that was not in the day and age of, like, I remembered I packed 20 rolls of film for my film camera. We couldn't email. There was not really that thing anymore. I mean, it wasn't advanced. We were writing letters back and forth, like in the mail with stamps, you know. Uh That's the only way you knew how it was. It took weeks. Yeah, it took maybe a couple weeks to get the mail. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, when you were gone, you were really, really gone. Yeah. But it's maybe a better thing. If I had known what what she was going through at the time yeah. it might have been very concerning <laughs> yeah how did you so, how yeah how was it when I was gone were you worried about me did you feel like it, no, I don't think we don't were think really we, worried yeah. again because I think the communication was so uh 
far and few, few and far between, um, we were not worried because what had happened had already happened. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, the one thing that did was rather upsetting is was when that young man actually was fooling around on the train and fell out. Yeah. And killed himself. Yeah. You don't expect to hear that right. on a trip of high schoolers. Right. Yeah. You know. That, that had to be pretty traumatic, but. Yeah. That, that also uh, was probably life-changing to see how things can happen like that. And and then just working with uh, the, what you had to do, uh, carrying cement and on top of your head, I mean, to dump into a hole for the foundation of a. An orphanage. I mean that that is real, really, really tough work. Yeah. Uh, but um, you seem to really have enjoyed yourself doing it. So I don't remember enjoying it. I remember it being awful. But I think the trip for me was life transforming. And mm-hmm. when I look back on it, it was like the first experience I had that really started in me a love for the Lord and for mission work, but also for the right. world and. I it was a shocking experience in a lot of ways, but I think I'm felt thankful that you guys, you know, like a lot of parents of 15 year olds would never dream of putting their kid on a bus in Chicago to go all the way to Florida to then go yeah, to India. Probably not. Summer. Probably not. So, but as I recall, you were the one that had done the research. You yeah. were the one that had found out about um, this place that sent people on missions trip in in high school yeah yeah and and, uh you were really like i said passionate about it yeah and and so you were following this new passion i was trying to think too of how you there was a certainly money that was involved i think you might have done some ramen sales or something like that to raise money like you did with a lot of your trips yeah and i'm sure she had sponsors Yeah. yeah Yeah, yep. everyone definitely gave money, and I was mm-hmm. I remember not having a problem with that. So, yeah. Yep. So, well, yep. thank well, you for your memories and for sending me and allowing me to go because it's really, it was a catalyst towards me now getting to travel as much as I do now, and right. really ignited that passion in me to go there then. So, anyway, right. thank you right. for letting me go when I was 15, and look at I'm still yeah. alive. Yeah, and people still are shocked that we let you go at 15, <laughs> practically for a whole summer. Yeah. But well, thank anyway. you for that. Okay. Well, okay. thanks for well, do, that, your... do you want to say anything to my viewers, my listening audience? Well, I hope you come back. Oh. I hope we haven't ruined your show. No, you only <laughs> enhanced my show. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> okay, love you, honey. Yep. Love you, too. Okay, love you. Yep, bye. Oh, thanks, Warren and Sandy, for being on my first episode. I really love them and am so grateful that they let me have this experience at such a young age. It was so formational for me. Um, But thank you guys again for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Share it with a friend. Check out my Instagram, by the way, where you're going to see pictures that I'll post uh, about each of my episodes. And today I put up one of me in India. Um, It's the only one I had access to here in California. All my pictures at home in Wisconsin. But the pictures of me getting my nails painted by the kids one of the first days I was at the orphanage we were working at. Um, But thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you next time.